the following presentation of Lasers on the Ride features recently unearthed clips from Season 2 Episode 5, Art is Dead, and So Are You. Season 2 Episode 9, Don't Be Mad at Sexual Liberation. Season 2 Episode 10, Up for Discussion is Down with Talking. Season 2 Episode 11, Sun Rod is It All. And Season 2 Episode 12, Nick Brutus Grass Isn't Illuminati. Alright, cool. yeah, here's uh, the rest of my list. Cool. Uh, I watched Jimmy Fallon on Jesus and Miro. And I feel like I was kind of harsh last time I spoke about him. Right. He's like, he's not very funny, but he's kind of charming. Who, Miro or Jesus? No, Jimmy Fallon. Oh, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy oh, Fallon, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I figured out why the History Channel is racist, like you were saying. Right. Because history is racist. Oh. Uh, Big tune. See. I'm going to get a, you got to put in a little, uh, a, a, like a reggae horn on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen MediMed's depression blog? No. You haven't? No, no, no. I've lost track of MediMed's a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Check it out. Check it out. I'm going to give you the link right here. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's called Bipolar Blogging. It's actually, it it is. Oh, you got it. (laughs) Yeah. From an experienced sufferer. Bipolar blogging. Yo, this font's not bad, though. A nice little upbeat cursive font. My journey through this treatment-resistant depression. Jeez, yo, depression has transformed itself to a hybrid depression of treatment-resistant depression. We were on the beach. Yeah, we went we, 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 we no. on the beach. Yeah, like we the, were on the beach. Did the water touch the horse's hooves at yeah, all? Yeah, just tell yeah, me yeah, if yeah. the water hit the horse. Yeah, yeah, the water hit the horse. The horses, oh, shit, so used, I love it. The horses were used to it, but when it was getting late, they were starting to get temperamental. Were there rose they, petals involved at any point? There was no rose petals. But, but, like Missed I said, opportunity please right tell there. me you wore white linen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, two hours on a horse is not fun. And it was all, it was all <laughs> rocky roads and, and everything like that. It's... Uh, I don't suggest anyone do not do it. Don't do it. Just imagine just, they just took him in the DR, just like in the community, with like in a horse. Like that's what it was. Off the resort. That's essentially what it was. Like he went we to the off town. The like wow. he went in, you're we rushing by these people's houses. You're just yes. on the horse. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Really? I swear to you. Where you had people pointing at you like, yeah, motherfucker. My abuela's house over there on the left. The horses went by people's houses. They went by people's houses. Oh, went shit. through the country. We saw the people's houses and everything like that. They're taking pictures of you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was not culture shock to me because my parents and from they're from the Caribbean, so like seeing that it's nothing to me. But for my girlfriend, she's not from there. Okay. It was like she was surprised. Right. So I was like, listen, Italian that's you know, they're not used to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I told her, I was like, you know, you're not used to this. Oh, unless, they go to the, unless they go back to the old country. 
Now you're painting a better <laughs> picture of, of like this this kind of type A personality of like moving like Italian girl. Like, let's go, let's go, let's go, buddy. <laughs> no, no, she's not that super Italian. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, yo! Anyway, Check this shit out. So let me, let me, because I know a little something about this, right? So far, since I slipped into my fourth depression in my life, after my fourth manic episode, I've been following. I've been on the following medications: Latuda, Fedzima, Miraplex, Requip, and now my doctor just pre- prescribed me a thyroid medication called Cytomel. That is insane. That yeah. cocktail of drugs. I've never. I've one of. I haven't heard of any of these. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, there's only like a couple of things that you could do when you're treating depression, right? There's like antidepressants, right? Where they like they literally like just increase the serotonin and dopamine in your brain, where they just like you know they give it to you. Lots of side effects with those, man. Those are, if you see someone like gain like forty pounds in a week, it's because they're on an antidepressant. It's just you naturally like retain water and yeah, shit yeah. like that. Then there's like um, mood stabilizers, and then there's shit that like just for bipolar that just like knocks you out. So when you say treatment resistant depression, a lot of these medications that they give people are just meant to like literally like make them fall asleep. Yeah, they're just gonna like knock them out until like yeah. But the idea of a treatment resistant depression is ridiculous. Well, yeah, I mean anybody who's depressed is gonna have that perspective right it's like when you're depressed you think like nothing could help this nothing's gonna treat this like to anyone who is depressed like they're gonna think that the depression is treatment resistant right that's the whole point of like you know what I mean talking about it because every depression is is obviously there's treatment for it but like like most of the time it's it has nothing to do with medication you know what I mean so it's like if you're on these this, this cocktail medication like I mean, who knows that one of these probably has a side effect that's, you know, making you think differently. You know, that like a a side effect of one of these depression medications could be depression. Yeah. But to me, it just says you're a person who wants to be like this. Be depressed. That's what it feels like. Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, and I've met the guy. (laughs) So, like, I know, you know, yeah, exactly. Jamal, you've been quiet on the side here. This yeah. is Jamal. I'm definitely a, a listener. <laughs> All right. <let's> go. <laughs> no, Jamal, Jamal gives good insights to everything. I think Jamal listens to everything first, then he'll give his opinion. Yeah, about and he, he's like the that. guy at the sex party that wants to observe first before he jumps in. <laughs> this guy. He, he needs to catch a, a feel of like the way people are going, like the energy, how it is in the room, and then, you know what? All right, I like the way you're moving. Jump oh, I just there. remember, speaking on that note, I, had, I was approached to uh, someone wanted to rent this spot out for a gangbang. My girl, it was the gangbang girl that wanted to rent this spot out. Oh shit! Wow. So she had a meet, took a meet. I took a meeting with her, <laughs> and to sit and like watch her, like kind of look around the room, like, yeah, is this the right spot for me to get fucking gangbang in? Like, wow. watch it, have that meeting. It was like, Did she work funny. for a porn company. That's fucking no, legit. she's a, she's a fucking she's a freelancer. Freelance, yeah, yeah. <laughs> self employed. I like that. Yeah. It then turned into an orgy, and then I shut it down. <laughs> no way, no orgies. Oh no, yeah, no, that's exactly. It turned into like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, they could do what they want. Like, you know, like, it'll evolve. Like, Just please clean up when you're done, you know? That's all we ask. That's- yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. If it's a gangbang, everything's concentrated in one area. Yeah. You know I, mean? I remember us having this conversation. Yeah, exactly. It was like our line that we drew. Jesus, it's fucking everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was our line we drew in the sand. We're like, nah, that's No it. way. 
They're just, I don't talking. know what people are going to do in that corner compared to this corner. Yeah, you don't want to wake up where shit's sticking onto your feet like, ew, what the fuck? <laughs> Missed the spot. <laughs> well, you know what it is, is that like there's, there's, we have like, what people fall into, I, I see a lot with depression and shit like this, is like stuff that, stuff like, it's usually mental illness that's it's hard to define, is that there's an identity associated with it right yeah so it's like a lot of people who don't have an identity and usually because they've been lost you know over the course of however long they've had like this mental illness for right start to adopt this identity as somebody who's mentally ill or as somebody who's depressed or whatever and that identity that comes that comes the full package yeah you know what i mean that's so easy to walk into those shoes because that template of that character is already there for you you know what I mean? You see, yeah, you've yeah. seen it in movies. You've seen people talk about it in blogs. You've seen people write about what it's like to be a depressed dude or what it's like to be a bipolar person. You know, it's like the, it has all you, all your reactions and all your 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 temperament is already set out for you. You could step into those shoes and and you know. Well, look at this. Okay, MediMeds says at the end of this entry. Oh yeah, by the way, I also follow my dreams every time I'm manic of becoming a rapper. Yeah, yeah. I guess what he means. So it's like when he's manic, yeah, he's like, yeah. by the way, I'm also following my dreams. So it's like, that it inherently says that like, you know, it's being manic is, is helping him, is a positive thing in a way. Because it's like, while he's manic, he's following his dreams of being a, a rapper. Medi Meds is my name because I take plenty meds. Yeah, but if your dream isn't helping you is that productive i mean like no, is that of a positive not. of course no it's a, it, this is totally negative because well, i mean the, inherently his dream his dream of becoming a rapper is killing him yeah and man he wants to stay in a manic state yeah exactly He's gotta admit i gotta admit it's kind of catchy i'm many meds because i take plenty of meds how many times has he said that shit a million I, times. that's the first thing you know what? i agree with you there many meds that is fucking that's a fucking catchy <laughs> catchphrase many meds gotta take plenty of meds I'm Julian McKenzie, co-host of the Scrum Podcast, a sports show I'm doing with my podcasting partner in crime, Tristan Damore, on the UpFord Network. Every week, we analyze something different from the Canadian sports media landscape. Lack of diversity, getting a job in the field, coverage of different sports, and answering some of the harder questions. Through a combination of back-and-forth discussion and high-profile guest interviews, we're aiming to figure out exactly what's up in the world of sports. Find us wherever podcasts are sold. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, Message in a Bottle, Morse Code, Telegram, Singing Telegram, Target, Walgreens, Bird's Nest, Dad's Shed, uh, and a crowded convention center bathroom. Well, night has fallen upon Fatal. Yes, it has. Yeah, I guess. Is there anything you guys want to uh, get off your chest? Yeah. No, I'm pretty there good. Yeah, I know. This is a good. This yeah. is a good uh, I feel conversation. Like we, we said a lot in this. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I think there might be something I want to get off my chest. You go right ahead. Just, no, man. Just give me a second. Oh, yo, I, I made the first. bet, eh? I got fucking Anthony Davis over uh, Kevin Durant tonight. Except I think it's a safe point. one. I got this guy's playing for his life right now. Uh, I won my two I double IHF hockey fucking hockey bets today. I got my third one yeah. with Anthony Davis. Twenty five dollars nice. on the line. <laughs> Big twenty-five dollars I get if Anthony Davis outscores Kevin Durant tonight. Nice. I would never take. 
I think so too. Yeah. I can't take that yeah. bet. You wouldn't take that? I can't take it. Really? As much as I know Anthony Davis is good, it's a closeout game and Durant could just go off any second. Yeah, but. But you Durant. see, Durant is not the key point of their offense. There you go. As opposed to Anthony Davis is. They're going to yeah. feed him the ball. He's, yeah. he's going to yeah, control the yeah. center. Because when push comes to shove, Steph Curry is going to be the one that comes up and takes all they the They have too many options, man. And also, yeah. Curry's coming back, so yeah. they need to get him in the rhythm. And, I mean, Clay Thompson, ever since Curry was out, has been, like, the main goal to yeah. guy. So he's yeah. going to be secondary. Shit, and if it. anything, Kevin Durant comes after that. I can't do it. I can't do it. Not Kevin the Durant. The late game is 10.30. It's on a 10.30 tonight. Yeah, I, like, I, I, can't, I can't do it. I can never I will literally be able to watch a half hour of that before I pass No, me too. Yeah, totally. I won't be able to get yeah. to it. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. What was this entry? Yeah, so if you're wondering what he's been up to the last year or so is up there. Shit, there's only two panels at the top. It's about and contact. Oh, shit. The picture's hilarious for the contact info. It's a picture. It's this huge picture. I never like, looked at it. Like, it's like one of those like royalty-free pictures. Just like a hand looking down at a phone. Like, pensively, like, should I call? Should I call Maddie? What? I don't know. I'm. I'm. Another thing I'm, I'm noticing too is like cataloging these things. Like, anytime I've been in like a depressed state or whatever, going through something that's hard like this, like I couldn't tell you how many times that's happened. You know what I mean? Because I want to kind of forget about it as soon yeah. as it's over. You know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna like fucking catalog these things and be like, you know, wear them as it feels like you're wearing them as a badge of honor, like. I've got three depressions under my belt, two manic episodes, and one fucking... <laughs> Many hypo manic. Yeah, yeah, a couple seizures under my belt, you know? About ready to retire, to get out of the game. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's counter counterintuitive to me. It's like, I read something about it. It's like a lot of people who actually are manic depressed or bipolar, it's like, they don't want to be. So it's like, they're going to deny their diagnosis. Like... Like till it's, it gets bad enough that they have to fix something. Yeah, I mean, people who are looking for identity, but for the most part, sometimes will self-diagnose or okay. you know diagnose after going to a doctor. After a doctor says no, 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 it's not bipolar. It's yeah, like you're going to get a second opinion so you could, you know, get that diagnosis, which happens a lot. Which you know is unfortunate because that's what also propels the stigma against mental illness. You know. My team's not in it, so I don't care who wins. Who's your team? Lakers. Ah, not bad. Lakers, You're on the right end of the the. Don't ever tell them that. Again. <laughs> right. right it's, hey, it's 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 on. It's recorded. It's in. Well, the I was just asking him the other day. I was asking him like, well, what the fuck is the deal with like every player apparently going to be signing the Lakers in the next like two years? That's just Laker fans talking no, out not. of their ass. Paul every George, year. LeBron James. Every year they're going to get every big player, and every year they don't. Because oh. you know why people say that? Because they know their teams aren't low market teams. The Lakers can get anyone they want. Anyone a they want. Cap, no? Isn't that huh? salary cap? Yeah. And yeah. The salary cap was made because the Lakers were getting it. Totally. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's, that was well, I mean, the they're paying reason. luxury tax for like 10 years straight. Yeah, but the Lakers can afford that. That's, that's the thing. In one, Laker, in one uh, Laker game, they're making more in TV than the Timberwolves makes in an entire year. You're, are you saying in they can get game. anywhere they want because they have the salary cap to do it? 
They have the money. Well, they have the money. They, they have, have the, the money. They generate that much they generate revenue. So much money. Like I said, but with the salary cap, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah, the salary cap, it doesn't matter. Much. So that's that's what that's what kind of got them. But stuck you, you right are now getting the, the endorsement deals from being an LA guy. You know what I mean? That's right, LA. The market. But also too, like their team's a lot younger. Yeah. No one's there really has a major contract. Yeah. I mean, like, Ball's still on his rookie contract and got a long ways to go. Clarkson. Clarkson. Not anymore, but Kuzma. Kuzma, Kuzma yeah. Uh, you know. Look, the only reason they're not going to get everybody is because stars aren't going to want to go to a place where they got to do the whole rebuild situation. But it's not they're only gonna that. They want a team that's going to be established, and there's too many teams right now that are established for them to just jump Well, you need LeBron James out. and one other piece, and then you're in contention. LeBron's not going to the Lakers. The, the thing about the he's Lakers fans that I don't like is that they hate everybody when they're not a Laker. <laughs> And as soon as they well, become a Laker, they were like, oh, yeah, LeBron James, the greatest guy to ever play basketball. 16 championships is not delusional. I think DeMar DeRozan might go for No, him. we're not talking about that. No, we're talking he, about the he's in a long-term contract right now. Way. He's in, he just signed an extension last year for oh, five oh, years. I it was, the Lowry did too, no? Yeah, they both signed. Uh, I, mean, he's worth, I mean, he's worth $180 million or something like that. Yeah, keep them in Toronto. We don't want yeah. them. If I was an L.A. fan, I wouldn't want those. Keep them buggers. in Toronto. Man. That, yesterday was a... Travis. Where were you? Where's your team in the playoffs? <laughs> My team has 60 You have no grounds to talk. You have no team. So what like what happened to the arc of Epic Meal Town? Oh, I don't know. I feel like they they basically did whatever YouTube channel did and they like had to sort of follow the uh, the algorithm. Yeah. So they just, you know, had to put out more content and some of it had to be like longer so they could get more money out of it. But then YouTube changed its algorithm again like a year later, so who knows? Oh, man. Can't chase the algorithm. No. It's a yeah. mess. The algorithm chases you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Well, I saw uh, Harley. I saw him on uh, this Comedy Central thing called uh, mm. uh, This Isn't Happening. Right. It's like just kind of like a show where it's like people tell like 12-minute stories on stage. And he had a story. Very, very epic mealtime-esque story. Yeah. What I did notice, though, in, like, the later years, they started getting fat, like, all the guys. They kind of started gaining weight. <laughs> like, of course. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know? I doubt they were downing kale between shots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, but what happens, right? Like, if you're, like, your on-camera appearance is just, like, oh, like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm watching you go down a dangerous path here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true, huh? Yeah. Just watching them die. Yeah, just watching them get like you know, like more greasy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this isn't fun anymore. <laughs> They're not standing anymore. They're in big recliners. <laughs> Some old person is feeding them the food. Yeah. Deep breaths between sentences. Oh god. <laughs> they also had like, did they always have hot chicks? Eating, I remember there was a phase. No, I really? Like that, they had hotties came. eating the, the like, no ooh, way. hottie eating yeah. those big ah, I sandwich. think I remember that. Yeah, yeah. they definitely did that. Yeah. yeah. Really? A yeah. friend of mine was, like, a camera op for them for a little while, and he was shooting with them, like, around the time they were doing all the, like, you know, I think they call it Epic House, where they had, like, a reality show-style house with, like, models and people eating food. What? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> was it, like, they had to stay in the house, like... Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Like half reality show, half... I don't know. I never watched it. I just, you know, saw the the behind-the-scenes photos, and I think they fired him like a month later because he was making too many suggestions about how to do things. Oh, man. (laughs) You got to keep your mouth shut. Yeah, what a way to get fired. That's amazing. Are we on the record yet? Yeah. yeah, Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't sure. Couldn't you tell from the loons? I don't know. I thought this was just (laughs) ambiance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's coming from the bathroom, actually. (laughs) 
They are fucked up creatures. Really? I don't know much about loons. Well, to, okay, to be honest, I, I don't know either. Uh, but they have bright red eyes, and that scares me. Yeah. Before no. we even continue, a loon is what? It's just a duck, right? It's like a big, a big waterfowl. Okay. <laughs> it's yeah. on the $1, right. uh, $1 yeah. corner. Oh, yeah. Of yeah. the loony. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, I knew that. Uh. Yeah, it's a big $1 duck. And they have red eyes, and they uh, have fangs, and... Uh... Oh, yes, okay, yes. <laughs> Wait, what? But no, they do. They have teeth. Don't yeah. they have teeth? No. Really? Yeah. And well, I think a lot of, Big like, belt buckles. Like, geese have teeth, right? Yeah. That's fucked up. So, red eyes, what else do you know about that? But No, but I think you're right about the teeth, man. Really? I no. think they have teeth. <laughs> I was just like... They're going to go out, pay $150 for a three and a half... Yeah, yo, you think the prices are going to be like that? Of course. Mad. Yeah. I wouldn't I would expect like 40 bucks. That's the most the most I've ever paid for a three and a half was 40 bucks. Me too, me too. That's with delivery and like top-notch hydro. Yeah, well this was me personally was a long time ago. Yeah, it was years ago. It was a different weed market. You know it was a weed market. Did the weed dealer tell you what kind of weed it was when he dropped it off? No. Never. No. Right? It's just, do you uh, want the outdoor or do you want indoor? Two choices. No, you want the uh, the 25 or the expensive stuff. Exactly. Oh, yeah, all right. But that's ridiculous. Like, I find, I do believe, like, I do buy into the fact, because, like, that different weeds obviously have different. Uh... Trying. Oh, I thought it was the mic, too. I heard it creeping up. Um, they They do have different results, right? Yeah. So it's kind of important to know what type of weed you're smoking. Yeah, but it's just all I'm saying is the stakes are so small. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even that, it's like, oh, that I didn't really like that weed. It's like, yeah. okay, the stakes. Well, yeah. You know Not- what I mean? Like where we, no one speaks this way about alcohol. Alcohol is where things happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you don't handle alcohol well, then like bad shit can happen. <laughs> like the worst, the worst shit in the world. Like once the argument goes to alcohol, and like then everything becomes puts things into perspective. Yeah, you know, like the the the, the how awful alcohol is. Like you know, what I mean, you could go, we could go on forever on how awful alcohol is. Like, yeah, well, I mean, alcohol literally increases your chances of dying <laughs> you know what i mean you mix alcohol with any drug prescription drug you know what i mean weed yeah. included anything you mix alcohol it'll you mix it with a busy street you mix it with anything make it the wrong phone conversation yeah you mix it with like uh speaking to the wrong person the wrong way right you know, what you, mean? know you alcohol plus unknown equals bad news exactly even when it's good news at the time yeah you know what i mean like even when at the time you think like yo this is this is great, it's like no and this it eventually becomes not great. Exactly. Weed doesn't do that. No, it's and, momentary. It's like this could be a momentary displeasure. Uh huh. That's it. 
I just, I, I just, I gotta <laughs> fucking figure out who my team is for like, like the next couple years coming. It's the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm riding I like with the, the Timberwolves, man. I like them. I like them. I like Wiggins. I like, I like, I like, I like, I like I just, I think they're, just I think they're the real Canadian team, man. They're in fucking Minnesota, like, which is like the most Canadian American city True. ever, right? It's right close to, to the border. a bunch yeah, of hockey fans, right? Uh, like, cold as fuck, man. That's like the real Canadian. Fuck the Raptors, man. After this season, what? I, you guys, I don't see why you I guys agree. are shitting Fuck on the Raptors. I like the Raptors a lot up until this. Just no, the Raptors what just happened? Fuck the Raptors. I mean, the what happened? Right is the old, is, is, is the fucking they are right. mentally weak. They got oh, yeah. <laughs> but who is the most experienced player on that team? Let, and right, they're not in a position, they're, but they're not in a position to lead like LeBron. Like, let's be honest. Like these guys are great players. They're missing a leader. Yeah. They're not bad players. I Kyle mean, Lowry is a leader. DeMar DeRozan is a leader. Any player, any any of those players go to another team with a great leader, they're going to be excellent players. Yeah, yeah that, that's the thing. Like, if Kyle Lowry came to... Neither one of them superstar players. They might even... But it's not even about a superstar. It's about 100%. a leader. I mean, look at the coach, the game two. Why did he leave that guy out who was hitting all those threes for so long, 12 minutes on the bench, and then throw him in because he wants to get a three to win the game? That's, bad, yeah, that's coaching. bad coaching. You have a bad leader, and you can't blame the players for that. Oh. You're, you're poking oh, holes through the fair. coaching. Is that, yeah, for sure. No, no excuses for coaching. There was terrible fucking coaching. What would you say about the fact that team doesn't have a superstar? What would you say about the fact that DeMar DeRozan's three worst plus minuses of the year were game two, game three, game four? And that's moving up. So the third worst was game two. His yeah. second worst was game three, and his worst plus minus of the entire fucking season was game four. Yeah, that was bad. No, that's, I, that's terrible. It is terrible, but you again, he's not a leader, or he's not built with the experience. No, he's, he's just gonna, not a leader. He's gonna crumble. He crumbles. He's not but a they would play so much better with a leader because they there there's some people exactly. that can't play secondary roles like yeah. Kyle Lowry and Demar Derozan would play be excellent secondary Ro- players. So yeah, players, they, you know exactly. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Which is what I meant. They're not superstars. The team. But doesn't have I don't. I, I don't even think it's the concept of superstar because there's people who are superstars but they're not leaders. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Entirely. And so it's not about a superstar. It's about someone who has experience and who could like really give them that confident boost. Like Larry Nance saw, Jr. <laughs> that is a thing though it's like it, it's not giving enough credence to sports the idea of just like a locker room leader yeah, yeah. like it doesn't have to be your best player, player no. that's Sam Perkins. your leader Sam Perkins right. yeah Sam Perkins <laughs> oh. I, I went to uh, Rome uh, recently. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> I always, that's why I fucking hesitated as I was saying it. I, I was like, that's not me. That's not who like doesn't it. represent me. Um, it was for my honeymoon paid by friends and family. Was it? So, yeah, oh, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. It was, it was really awesome. How long did you spend there? Uh, we, were, we were in Italy for about um, a week and a half, and then we did Amsterdam and England as well. What city yes. in uh, Italy? Or did you Ooh, travel? Uh, Milan. Um, Mon- no, uh, fuck, Monza. Okay. Uh, a couple places. I don't remember. There were so many. You definitely you listed them on the show once. Yeah, so many places. Too many places. <laughs> there were like five so or six. After Italy. 
uh, yeah, Amsterdam in England because ah. most of my family's in England. Oh, cool. Yeah, but in Italy, gorgeous fucking cathedral or church or whatever, and these like chandeliers everywhere. And as we approached the chandeliers, they had these fucking that was like, <laughs> on the end. Really? like what the fuck? This is wow. Rome. That's funny. Yeah, that's crazy. It's very disappointing. Yeah. yeah, I've been in some beautiful churches in my life. And, like, it really, you can tell which ones were, like, built to last a lot of the time because they're the ones that don't need the new upgrades. They're the ones where, like, the natural lighting that comes in oh. is, like, good enough that they never need to put in a chandelier or, like, you know. Built by masters. Yeah. <laughs> Divided into two groups, whether they, they eventually need to put in a chandelier or <laughs> 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 don't need to put in a chandelier. That's, that's the enlightenment. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh nicely done, Tom. Ah, it took me a second. Done. I'm on fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they should do. That's what should be like this new marijuana awareness thing. Because I'm seeing people now, like as a businessman, I'm looking around um, the landscape and people are jockeying for their positions in the, the weed gold rush that's about to happen, right? Yeah. They're looking for any way to get in. I think that's my, that's our take it in. Well, they waited too long, probably. Well, people just, have been, like, gearing up for this for, for the last five years. Oh, yeah, no, totally. They have been. But I just saw, like, John Molson School of Business. They just had, like, a seminar where they, like, like someone who was, you know, aware of the industry. Yeah. Like, became and, and just gave a, a speech so, you know, these business students could ask questions and learn more about the, the marijuana industry, you know? That just happened. When I saw that, I was like, oh, people are looking to make money off of this for sure, for sure. But I figured that's our end, right? Because we... We write a a little leaflet or something like a book. You give out free. It's like what to do when you when you experience a weed freak out. Yeah. You know that's the stuff that no one talks about. What do you do? I honestly can't remember what it was like, oh. but I feel like there was nothing you could do. <laughs> fucking masturbate, man. Masturbate. Yeah. You masturbate. You masturbate till it goes away. Oh, that's for the, that's for every drug. That's like the you have a drug freak out. That's anything? crazy. You masturbate till it goes away. I've never heard that. Before. Oh man, it saved me so many times, dude. Really? Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Stimulants are the worst, though. Mm-hmm. Like when you you're on like something heavy, your your heart's beating, you feel like you're gonna fucking die, and you just like you just your head's going around in circles. You crank one out, and you're just you're golden. Because it sounds you know, terrible. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what it does. It just gets you out of your I, head. It's I, like I meditating. Ever want to be in that situation? <laughs> no, ever. Hey, it's uh, it's me, Mike. I know I might sound a little different, but I might sound my voice might be a little deeper. It's because I don't know how to I don't know how to say this, but I'm from the fucking future, man. I don't want to shit, man. It's because, well, it started when the podcast went under. We couldn't keep it up. It just costs too much. The expenses got too, too much. Oh, God. Oh, hold on. Oh, I gotta breathe. I'm gonna fucking pass out. Okay, yeah. Anyway, it got too expensive. We, we went under. 
rest of the world went to shit. I think it's because the podcast fucking went under. I don't know, you gotta go to patreon.com slash ladies on the ride. Gotta, you gotta go now. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash lasers on the right. Well, I mean, but again, it's not just about players, man. It's about management. It's about everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's until, about performance anxiety when you yeah. go up against LeBron And some James. people, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Toronto Raptors, they played well. Obviously, they're a great team. But I mean, a, a seven-game playoff series is a lot different. It's a different style of basketball. LeBron James played damn near yeah, every minute of perform. every game. Like, that's yeah. crazy. That was like, just the problem stats is, was, they, they see LeBron James and they crumble. Yeah. It happened in the regular season and it went right into the playoffs. But the same thing happened when a lot of players see Michael Jordan when he played. Yeah. I mean, Patrick Ewing is a great center, one of the greatest of all time, but let's be honest, he crumbled in the presence of Jordan. No, John Starks right, crumbled I wasn't in the presence of Jordan. I was just saying, I was just saying why Toronto needed that, like, as you were saying, that leadership. They, they need, need a leader, yeah. That's an apex predator who doesn't see the big competition and, and shrinks, like, he sees it But who grows, could they, who you would know? you suggest they could pick up in the offseason? Well, I, I don't know who they could pick up. Man. There's nobody it's really... Kevin Love. I'm just looking at it, it's like... They, nah, fuck <laughs> Kevin Love. Yo, they made Kevin Love look amazing this series. Kevin like, Love's a bitch. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Amazing how, how That's much a hot he take. stepped up in this series. <laughs> I'm a Cavs fan. Well, wherever LeBron goes, I follow. He's a LeBron fan. Yeah, yeah, that's just the real deal. I've become a LeBron fan. Like, uh, fucking... He's a great guy. Life. I think yeah. he's one of the greatest people he on earth. Yeah, Jerry's always a bit of a Bronosexual. Yeah, for sure. Bronosexual, for sure. I could sign <laughs> up for that. <laughs> Seriously, the he's amazing, man. He's like fucking. I can't. It's, it's unbelievable watching. Now that he's accepted his hairline, yeah. like he's cool with it. I'm like, All right, bro, that's I'm how you know he's came to ball. He has yeah, no yeah, insecurities. Like, I don't give a fuck about my hairline. Embrace the baldy already, man. Just yeah. like shave it all off. But I don't I like this. I like no, this. it's not. It's not that he's going bald. I just think that's his just his natural hair. No, 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 no. We we know how it's far that shit yeah, went yeah. back. Yeah, it's going yeah. He just he's, he's leaving. He's leaving just some a cos- little bit cosmetic stuff to his, his hair. His back, his back hairline is touching the front hairline. That's how bad it's got. Yeah. Oh, you should not talk. Please, you're a Colby fan. Just he's just leaving a little on top, just in case he one day he wants to sew in a weave. You know. <laughs> <laughs> So we had a, we did this like we found out like last season when we did the show that like just names like are hilarious like oh, yeah. just making up names uh, is like the funnest fucking thing to do yeah, 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 yeah. and we got stuck on one name that kind of was like a running gag throughout the whole season the name was Tim Da Vinci it's <laughs> <laughs> real good Tim Da Vinci that's so good <laughs> have you guys well, ever um you guys ever looked at horse names, like racehorses? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a Kentucky Derby just recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so if you ever look at uh, the Kentucky Derby horse names, uh, is my new favorite thing. I, I've been going on Wikipedia and looking at uh, the Kentucky Derby winners from any given year and trying to just like read out the names without pissing myself. <laughs> <laughs> Would one of you guys like to try this? Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, what year were you born? 84. 1984. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass you this list in a second. It's uh, where is it? Oh man, go ahead. Is you it? can read them. Nah, I wanna, I wanna see no, you do this. <laughs> Are they that crazy? Yeah. Let's see how far into this you can get. Yo, the jockey names are pretty funny, too. (laughs) (laughs) Eddie Maple? (laughs) Herb McCauley? (laughs) 
LaFint Pinkay Jr. Jeez, these sound yeah, like jockeys. <laughs> Sandy Holly. Octavio Vergara. Man, okay, cool. All right, let's hear some horses. Horse. Coax me, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Coax me, Chad. Um, uh, at the threshold. That's a fucking cool. That sounds a like name. a uh, Blink 182. <laughs> uh, Folly Time. Gate Dancer. Pine Circle. <laughs> Pine Circle? <laughs> Fight Over. Life's Magic. Silent King. Yo, I like Silent Ooh. King. Good, yeah. yeah, yeah. Rex and Soap. <laughs> so Vague. Uh, Biloxi Indian. Sounds racist to me. Yep. Taylor's Special. <laughs> <laughs> It's not bad. I heard some guy talking about GHB doing like tons of GHB and how like it was amazing for like long masturbation sessions. And I thought the same thing when I heard that. I was like, oh, that doesn't sound like fun. Just because I don't really get down with GHB. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've never tried it. I think I got GHB once. I woke up on my fucking my dad's couch. Yeah. I was, when the, I was at a party. And then I was on my dad's couch the next morning. No idea how I got there. Could just be alcohol. You know it could have I mean? been. I was drinking that night. Colby had one of the weirdest hairline in basketball <laughs> for a yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. He went and embraced the bald. After five years of having the worst hairline. <laughs> and the length of his fro was like literally, we called it the Kobe fro. Like any, like the, yeah. Yeah, the club yeah. had the Kobe. It was like the, the, the specific length. Yeah. The fro only took away from the bad hairline. His hairline was here, but his fro was <laughs> up here. It was that's yeah. all it was. I see. Whatever I see, Kobe is Italian. To tell you the truth, like Kobe, like if you see Kobe exactly as an Italian, like you know Kobe Bryant, like he acts like he an Italian. He has an Italian's confidence. He's like an Italian yeah. man. He speaks yeah. like an Italian. He acts true. like an Italian. He kind of like yeah. carries himself like an Italian man. Like that's why people have these misconceptions. It's like he's like kind of like people place him in like the wrong body and like the wrong attitude based on yeah. their what they perceive him to be. You know, yeah. just get, see him as Italian man. He wears Adidas, <laughs> right? Doesn't he have an Adidas contract? <laughs> he, he did yeah. until he raped that girl. Oh uh, shit. Oh, we're going dark. <laughs> but I've never had an alcohol blackout, though. No? No. No, I've never had... Well, only when I mix it with pills. I mixed it with, like, Xanax and alcohol once, like, and I had no idea. Like, I lost a couple hours. But straight up alcohol, no. I usually... I'll, I'll, I'll puke. I'll start getting, like, getting, like, my stomach will start getting sick oh, before well, I there you go. That'll be my warning, you know? Yeah, because you can have one if you just drink enough. That's true. That's the, that's that's the a, magic of it. Yeah. Think about how many beers there are. I mean, like, you know, like little, like, what kind of selection you have at the, like, the depeneurs and, like, the beer stores and anyone that sells alcohol. Like, I wonder if the industry for weed is going to do the same thing. Yeah. Like, that's probably. crazy to see that much selection and that much marketing. Like, I want to see the marketing they're running it. Like, I want to see the packaging. Curious to know what that's going to look like. Because there's obviously going to be some packaging that's marketed towards teenagers. You know what I mean? I think to me it's basically just that I'm more of the, like, I'd rather go to the market than go to the supermarket. You know what I mean? I'd rather buy clothes from someone 
local than like H&M. So I'd rather just get my weed from somebody as opposed to giving the government more money. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm with you on that one, man. Do you think that the cops are going to crack down on weed dealers? Yeah, definitely. They have to, right? Yeah. I mean, what are the... I wonder how you're going to get the license to just sell. Because you, you're going to have to buy from licensed Dealers. distributors. and. Uh, well, it's going to be a rocket now. Now they're cornering the market. Like, they got the weed. You know, so anyone who's like... Like, I wonder how the black market's going to react. Because that's the reason why they're doing it. That was, like, the whole idea. Like, people who are for the legalization of any drug are going to say, you know, as, as long as we regulate it, the black market won't regulate it. Yeah. So... That's true, right? They're going to regulate it, and then people who are selling weed, the black market is going to suffer for that. Yeah, but it's kind of like the harder you crack down on these people for selling weed, the more they have to balance that by kicking it up on all the other drugs. Right. And all those drugs inherently have more problems associated. Or move on to uh, maybe selling people instead. Yeah, I mean, find expand, expand into different markets. Yeah, to me, the uh, the weed thing is kind of, it should be a drug thing. You need to just go all the way, period. Yeah. Like, the people, that's <laughs> that's harder, and there's a lot more. You well, know the margins mean? for selling weed are just awful. Yeah, exactly. Very few people can make money off of selling weed. Unless you're the guy at the top. No, but I've, I watch it personally. I watch an interview with Colby, and I, you can understand, like, he came from Italy at a very young age. Not a, a very older age, sorry. And then he got to, like, adapt to a culture that he only heard about. Right. You know what I mean? And he, he never worried about fitting in. That's the thing that probably why I think initially that he's an idiot mm. or an asshole. Because he never cared about what people think. He just cared about basketball. He did his thing, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, no, totally. But when I watched that interview, I was like, yo, he's a dope dude. Like, it's just a matter of being misun- you know, misunderstood. Right. Well, I mean, like, he does, like, you know, do weird fucking, like, flexes on Instagram still. And, like, he was, you know, he had the whole rap career thing and, like, this whole, like, yeah. this. He says weird Yeah, things. he says weird things. Yeah, but that was in the era when all, all M- Shaq had one. Shaq went platinum. But Shaq was dope. Shaq was uh, Fushnik and Shaq. Shaq was sick Shaq was though. Dead. I had I don't know but, about that. but that was a Shaq <laughs> guy. Yeah, come on, no. Shaq's raps were way time, better man. than Kobe's. It wasn't. One, it, was, it wasn't a matter of better. Shaq used to rap with like some of the hottest fucking artists out there and hold his own. Yeah, it's I don't know, but hold Kobe his own. Kobe used to rap with some of the hottest women. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be like a hater right now no, and, and, and say that like Beyonce jump, dumping Jay Z was our last chance for a great Jay Z album. Yeah, I don't think there's like, any chance. When Khalees dumped Nas, Nas came back with his like one hot album every ten year average. Like <laughs> that album was nice. so fire. Which album is it? Life uh, is Life is good. Yeah. I still love that. Because like Nas is good about writing at exactly two subjects, in my opinion. But he's the best yeah. MC in the world at those two subjects. I want to hear these. Crime fiction, like, he can invent a crazy crime story. Like, him and Cool G Rap are, like, the two best. I believe at, that. At, 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 like, putting together, you visual, like, and Raekwon is really up there, too. 
But like at, at putting together the whole scenario and all that. To prove your point, he once did a whole song in a detective voice. Yes, yeah. that is like the theme of this show, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like that song, but I respected it. <laughs> yeah. I had a dog video taken down once. Oh no! Because of this. No, it wasn't taken down. They just took the music. They, they, yeah, I couldn't use it anymore because of the music. Uh, what song was it? It was a really old, like, campfire classic uh, oh type of Some track. Some Burl Ives. That's so like weird. A, yeah, something folk. Uh, yeah, yeah. For a second, I thought you were going to tell me, like, the creators of Frasier took the video down because they're like, no, you don't own that dog. That's our dog. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, is that your goal now to plug Frazier? He's a Frazier fan. He's it's, a big Frazier fan. This guy's a Frazier fan over here too. <gasps> Yo, this is like two two shows in a row. Two right? shows in a row. <laughs> yeah, Frazier has yeah, come yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I oh, am a Frazier. No. Yo, Frazier, like it, like I didn't like it at the time, but now looking back on it, it is a pretty like it's, it's a witty show. It's, it's like great, yeah. it's very it's funny, man. Frazier's a funny it's fucking character. It's yeah. gonna come up more. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I haven't gone back yet. Like what? Did, when you were watching it, what about it? Like kind of still like when. When was the moment where you're like, oh shit, this is actually pretty good? For me, it's all in like, I really like sitcom pacing. Um, I like to like, you know, it, it's like an, it's a rhythm that feels really good to well, me. See, that's the thing. You're, you're young. You're not like deadened to the pacing. Like I yeah. can't stand <laughs> sitcom pacing. Yeah, it's an anomaly for oh. me to like Frasier. Like that's like right. one of the only, Fresh Prince and Frasier are like the only two sitcoms I could probably dig. The thing is, I think the writing needs to be good. Like, I can't do, like, yeah. Big Bang Theory, Two and a Half Men. Like, those kinds of things yeah. are hard for me. But mm-hmm. something about the pacing with Frasier. Well, the writing's feels, really good. It's it's really, really well written to the point where it, it often feels like I'm watching a short play. And uh-huh. I think that's what it needs to feel like with, like, the, like, multi-camera sitcom yeah, thing. Yeah. Is like, it needs good to be, sets. you know? Good yeah, sets. Great like, sets. Yeah, great sets. And, like, the talent, too. Like, the whole cast mm, yeah. are really fantastic. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I watched it quite a lot, and the only thing I I really remember is a scene where the dad doesn't wring out the sponge, <laughs> and Fraser gets real mad about it. Oh my god! I mean, have you ever like lived with someone who doesn't wring out the sponge? Yeah, okay. my husband <laughs> drives so, me insane. Classic Paul. Uh, yeah. But it's never, but exactly, it's never, you would check it again and it's never anything every, you ever have to worry about. So yeah, unless you're having an argument, then you yeah. want to think two, three times about what you're writing. Yeah. But I don't, I'm not really arguing on, on, online guy, man. I haven't had an online argument in a minute. I haven't either. I try to stay away from that and I'm off Facebook like 80% of it. I, yeah. I'm just there for like fan page purposes and running fan pages. But like my personal Facebook, I stay off of it. I think it's like filled with arguments and useless content and it's really not for me anymore. Um, but Twitter fights, I love Twitter fights. Yeah. They're fun. <laughs> You know, you must get your fair share of uh, hate, like uh, in your inbox for the the website, eh? For like salty artists who like want to get play or. It's funny because I don't actually get that much. I wish I got more hate because I'm actually very rude when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to, yeah. <laughs> to bad submissions. You know what I mean? So it was a thing where people would follow me on Snapchat because I had a huge following on Snapchat, and I would kind of like go through submissions on my Snapchat, and I would only mostly show the bad ones. But I'm talking about really bad, like stuff that you would not even understand why the person put so much money and effort in making that happen right and i would kind of break it down and some of it was hilarious right so i would just like showcase that on snapchat and i was hoping these artists would come back and kind of be like yo what the fuck are you doing um turn it into a thing <laughs> i turn it into a thing right so um 
I wish I got more hate, but I don't. I really don't. I'm Tom Zalatnai, host and producer of Up for Discussion, a long-running comedy podcast on the Upford Network. Every week, me and my team of hilarious improvisers use audience-submitted questions to dive deep and delicious into every topic under the sun. Nothing is off-limits. The audience has full control. It's like going to an improv show, only it's in your ears, and nobody's asking to see a scene about sex toys. Hopefully. One reviewer called it an underappreciated cult classic. Another reviewer called it not a very compelling product. Go check it out and see for yourself. The Up for Discussion podcast. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold. Oh, when he played it for me, I was on the floor. I was dying. It was so funny. That was up there. Like, I think that song and Kanye's Scoop Diddy. Yeah. Like, those are the two biggest troll songs. But he can write about crime fiction and his life. So when he's rapping about his life, like, and shit has happened, it's really interesting. And it's like, there was that point where he tried to get political. And it's like, it's not that I don't want to hear political stuff. I like Public Enemy. I like Killer Mike. But he wasn't really good at it. Like, It's not the deep dude, man. He's, he's like, he that's not like, his thing. So when when Khalees dropped him, it clearly gave him so much to write about. He hasn't written an album since. Although now, apparently, he's putting out like a seven-track album with Kanye. Hey, well, how do you think Nas got away? Like, Khalees had this interview. She I was read talking that. about, like, he, like, abused her and stuff. Mm. But, like... He skated away completely. Money. No one talks money, about money, it. Money, money, but no, why does no one? No one talks about it. I, you, I didn't even know about it. Exactly. You, you know what I read? The, like I read the line. Like maybe this is how I took it, and this is as a guy who doesn't want Nas to go away. So maybe like I'm showing I feel my like biases. That's what it is? <laughs> well, he like apparently last weekend in Vegas, he came out so drunk on stage that like he fell over and couldn't perform. Oh, no. So I think he's going through some yeah. shit. But. Like, cause, cause she Nasty said, Nas. cause, cause she said, like, did he hit me? Mm-hmm. Did I hit him back? Mm-hmm. Like, she didn't make it sound like, she made it sound like a fucked up. Like, that's the way I saw it. Is like, I mean, Khalees seems like a real interesting, next level human being, and I'm yeah. sure that they had crazy fights. But it, it, it's like, that's the whole thing. Is it a situation where like she was a completely innocent party, or was it a situation where they were in a fucked up relationship? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I like, feel like I feel like the fights are always about where she hid his blunt papers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. We, I mean, I've you know even on the table every every morning they're gone. I mean, most people have seen like adults fight. Like you've seen your parents have a fight, and like some wild shit goes down. Not necessarily someone getting hit or anything. I never saw that. My, just let me put that out there. My parents never hit each other. No. In case they. Like, <laughs> but you know, you're like projecting all this fucked up shit on. Yeah, us. before I, I, I'm gonna get like a lot of angry phones. No, no, but that's not what happened at all. But like, you know, you, shit goes down in relationships. Shit goes down in relationships, and it, when it happens too often, like you gotta break it, break it up. And you know, maybe people who weren't raised in healthy, like healthy households, don't know how to do it. Like, you listen to like Nas, he had that song "Papa Was a Player" about like how his dad kept cheating on his mom. Yeah. And, like, I'm there and I'm like, yeah, I can see how the dude probably didn't have the role model to have a healthy yeah, relationship. But, I don't know, the way that I read it, she was like, she didn't throw him under the bus like that. No, she definitely But didn't. she threw him under the bus, like, they're in a child support kind of thing. It was weird where I was like, I kind of respect you for not overdoing it, but you also clearly want, like, your kid. On, like, your yeah. Kid. Anything else on your mind? On my mind, there's so many things running in my mind at all times. Yeah. Oh, shit. Give us one. 
I don't know. I want to give another shout out if I have the chance to Canadian culture, man. It's doper than what people give it credit for, and I think this year people are noticing that a lot more internationally. Yeah. I get a lot of emails from the states and Europe being like, "Yo, the content on your website, the Canadian content is really dope." And labels are tra- starting to notice. So we're going to see a lot of Canadian artists boom up real fast. That's what's on my mind right now, and I want to make sure to be part of that yeah. movement. Yeah. You know, very, very important for me. And I also love Kanye West, even though a lot of people hate him nowadays. That's another thing on my mind. Oh, shit! How do you feel about all that shit? It's. I mean, the way I see it, I see everything in life is all there's a reason for it, and it's probably marketing. So for me, whatever he's doing, we. I don't know why people are surprised as to how far he's taking it because he's. He has like a, a certain caliber that he needs to surpass every time, and that whole TMZ stuff. I mean, if you really think about it, what would make Kanye West go on TMZ? He's never been on TMZ. He's known to hate TMZ when they're filming him in terms of paparazzi. Right. So being doing that interview on TMZ was definitely for a purpose, and the things he said and how the other journalists reacted was probably all staged. But people you don't know, see you it. Think so? Hundred percent. I, I, I had uh, I that think... idea. I thought There's about no that. Way. I no thought way. about that. I thought about the the way the the guy stood up and counteracted Kanye West's answer seemed a little rehearsed. And I thought about it for a second, and I'm convinced it's not staged. Yeah, Which when is, there's the child support stuff involved, like dirt's coming out. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they all it's one and the same. I mean, like if the, you're fighting dirty. I mean, the other thing is, you know, I think you look at all of these 90s MCs who, who grew up in, in shit situations. If you want to, like, hold them to account to the same standards as, like, people are doing a lot of rich Hollywood celebrities now for what was going on back in the day, like, there's not going to be any rappers left, period. Um, it's like most people have, like, that I know in entertainment are weirdos mm-hmm. like to a certain degree and that doesn't necessarily excuse it but at the same time it's like i was t- i was talking to someone in the car the other day i was like i'm almost happy james brown ain't around for this because they would have tore him apart that guy's got like 15 kids by like different women he yeah. was on cocaine but he's james brown he's beating everybody up he, yeah, yeah and it's like you know well, i'm not saying it's right we got to work you know in as a society to move it further but i'm not gonna stop listening to james brown records I was thinking about this recently, and it kind of ties in with that. It's kind of like, like, artists have to struggle with the concept of they're putting their work out there, and it needs to be taken as seriously by the public as it is by them, kind of type of thing, right? And like, if you go through like ebbs and flows with your like confidence in your work, you know what I mean? Sometimes like you get writer's block and stuff like that, and and that happens. Um, you know, it, it's 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 a lot harder to put out the work. It's a lot harder to be like received, you know. And uh, yeah, no, I was just thinking about that whole concept and how it relates to you know the times that we're living in. Yeah, it's it's a, it's like it's interesting, especially for MCs because like I understand DJs. Like when I meet a DJ, I generally like we're on the same vibe we're music nerds we collect records and i've not met too many really out there djs it tends to be like on the level like you know you're collecting music 
but every MC I've met has been like a unique individual. Oh, that's the point I was getting when I was saying that is that it's 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 that's fucked up though. I think yeah. it's kind of fucked up that like you you have to believe in something that's kind of like you invent yourself, and that makes people a little crazy. You know, like you're inventing. It's like you're believing so much in something that exists solely inside your own head. You know what I mean? And the like the process of getting that out and exercising it and to put it out into an audience. I mean, that is a, a process that psychologically you need to be. I, I firmly, you, you have to. Have yeah, but what to, does that have to do with the, like, you know, uh, beating bitches up or something? Nah, but I mean that's the or thing. The, it's it's talking like, about being weirdos. Oh, like, being weirdos. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. sorry. It's not staged. You you think Kanye's an actor like that? You really think Kanye's like? Have you not seen what Kanye has done throughout the years? He is a hundred percent an actor. What what's uh, like what? Give me an example Everything. that way. Everything. All the crazy monologues he's had on his past tours, all the publicity stunts that he's pulled off. He's part of the Kardashian clan at this point. You know what okay, I mean? Yeah. So publicity, controversy, uh, all this kind of like noise building is part of their their careers. Like that's how they put stuff out I don't think he's smart enough for no. just for the mere fact that every time he said something in the like in the past month or two yeah. there was a track released right after that would address that situation so already there there is your full proof that it's all part of like a bigger picture did, did whatever he said definitely does not roll good with me or anyone in general we can all agree that we don't agree with what he said well I mean you're just saying you think it's an act a hundred percent. I mean, Kanye West is known to be the attention seeker, and what he's going to do is he's going to be very loud about it, very in your face about it. Whereas there's other people who are going to be more subtle or kind of bring it up in another way, more intelligent way. But just for the fact that all the celebrities um, were, he would post like the conversations he had through yeah, text yeah. messages and stuff like that with on Twitter and how active it's. It's all and it's. It's well, all I mean, it's like I would not disagree with you that it's all considered. You know what I mean? Like he's not not thinking about it when he's releasing it. He knows the kind of reaction it's gonna get. Oh, he yeah. understands all that. But it's like he's never been the type of person to. Like, he's not. He's unrehearsed. That's the thing about Kanye that's always made him great. You he's an I mean? improv yeah. master. He's like a guy yeah. who pumps himself up and then just lets it all fucking fly out. I don't think he ever like looks at himself in the mirror at the end of the day and kind of lets down that guard of like, ha, all right, we did it again. Like, all right, Kanye, time to go to put on my pajamas and go to bed. It's like, no, no, no. I'm Kanye West. I'm the same guy 24-7. You know what I mean? Like waking yeah. up, giving speeches yeah. about it. And he acts impulsively, and for sure most of it is all improv. But I kind of see myself in him because that's how I kind of grew up. When I was 16, I was always acting impulsively, doing things and then kind of like, being like trial and error being like shit maybe that one was too much or not regretting it but like no regrets for life but just seeing things and being like okay I could adjust for next time or yeah. do this better but in the moment when you get that kind of like energy and you're like oh this looks good this sounds good you want to put it out there as fast as possible yeah. before anyone else does it you know no cause, that, cause that's the thing it's like you have this stuff that should never ever be accepted just I mean like it's interesting to me also where it's like you shouldn't be anybody up personally, yeah, like. Yeah. But you shouldn't beat up someone who is like weaker and smaller than you, and therefore, like, if you're a guy, that's like pretty much. Mo I'm not gonna say all women. There's some women that could probably beat me up, yeah. like. 
I'm not, I'm not about to fight like one of those girls that's in the UFC at all. Uh, uh-huh. I want no part of that. But the point is, like, you know, as a general rule, it's a pretty good idea, or it's a very good idea to never attack a woman if you're a guy. But I think there needs to be a place for like weirdos. Like, I feel as a society, we're get, we're becoming more and more like restrictive in other shit that you can't do like there's cameras everywhere our conduct our behavior yeah and it's like you know it's like you talk about like gentrification in like certain neighborhoods it's like you have like these encroaching standards where it's like oh you can't do this you can't do that and it's like i don't feel that's a good thing for society i feel like it's good that people can get their experiences out there and we can stop bad behavior but once we work towards eliminating that bad behavior secondary thing should be like as individuals we should you know we should be fighting a lot more for like being able to do just shit that isn't bad like i like the whole weed legalization thing in canada yeah it like i find it so funny that they think that they are letting us smoke weed (laughs) as if we're not already doing that like no 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 no. we are letting you have weed stores in our neighborhood because we are fine without you trust me like i do not need the government to get weed it's like if i choose because you are offering a good service to go to your store then i will do that Mm. but they're they're thinking that it's coming from the top down when really we made them give up on jailing us for weed it's like that's what i don't like about it it's like they're coming at it thinking that they're super generous with this shit when it's like that's not how this played out at all oh yeah and if they didn't see examples of like huge like capital gains from like the states that already did it they wouldn't even and it's all like if you look at the people that invest in these weed companies it's all people that were affiliated with like the government and the police forces all the people that were like oppressing i mean and i say this like oppressing it's like i never really got stopped for weed in montreal i'll be honest with you yeah to me it's just like like me and my girl we have this thing when we talk about sports we like talking about sports from a psychological level because it only recently occurred to me that a lot of this isn't like athletics it's in their minds you know what i mean like Uh some people can't handle the pressure some people got other things going on that fucks it up for them yeah and it's really it's a cliche but like we're all just humans and when i look at kanye west in his eyes i see like a broken fucking person yeah you know what i mean yeah you just look in his eyes and it's like blank stares (laughs) yeah i mean it's most of the mainstream artists have the same stare. And See, it's all the coming Illuminati back to the stare. Illuminati stare. <laughs> they give you one of those men in black things. Boop. A hundred percent. Flash in front of your eyes. When they say things like um, he's going to rehab or the artist has exhaustion and is in the hospital, it's all reprogramming. That's what I feel. Uh, it's reprogramming. How, what's this Shit. reprogramming consist of? You kind of like put them back on track. They all have handlers, right? There's okay. a person that would handle them and put them put them back on yeah, track. Yeah, like uh, like spies, like sleeper agents, like therapists. I guess, yeah. and but people that are always and... in their ears, right? Yeah. They're always like telling them what to do and what not to do because these people just don't know. At that level, you don't even know what your next step is. Everything's scheduled for you. Um, just like Britney Spears when she shaved her head and then her dad owned everything she ever made and that's how she's been living her life to this day you know yeah that's crazy on pills and shit i can't believe i'm saying this live on air but auditions for let's say um x factor or britain's got talent or whatever that it is and they're like some of them are super emotional like a very good performance will get me yeah me too yeah yeah me too for sure 
for 100%. sure. I'm a, I'm a sucker for an underdog story. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, those things are built just to get you. Yeah, 100%. You know I mean? like, they're like following a formula. Of course. Yeah, it's yeah. all about the background music and how they build it up and cut it up. But shit, man, it makes <laughs> me cry sometimes, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, sometimes, sometimes it's just one note. You yeah. know, like you know, if you know music enough, right now you think like you you know a song and you hear a, uh, someone like sing a song completely differently. That's the shit. And they nail it, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like when Mike was talking about with the baby girl voice, like there's a lot of that going on in uh, in, in those like, auditions. Yeah. The American Idol. Oh really? Yeah, there's a lot oh, of like nice. that. What is it? It's post Amy Winehouse, I guess. Yeah. Because it's like a jazz singer. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah post Amy Winehouse or like any other French or European type acts. They've been doing it for a while. Yo, so I had this idea, right? Since in the uh, you saw the Amy biopic, yeah, uh, uh, where it says that uh, Amy and Mos Def were friends, essentially, like yeah. during the late years of the career. Yeah, I think that like the fucking world missed out on one of the best albums of all time, which is would like, be a collab, uh, Amy Winehouse Mos Def collaboration album. I mean, I think we missed out on a lot on that chick, for sure. She was, like, a true talent, really good, can't be compared to anything else. And, like, I'm talking about the whole thing, right? Not only how she performs or sings, but, like, her story, too. It's, like, a crazy story. Um, but, yeah, I would definitely would want to hear a Most Def and yeah. Amy House album, for sure. Could yeah. have it, man. Two drug addicts, like, together. Wendy's Most Def? That's what he said in his documentary.